You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach Podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. On today's episode of Her Leadership Coach, we're heading into part two of the topic we started last week, which was toxic workplaces and their impact on women. Now, last week's episode, we explored six common signs of toxic workplaces and how you might combat them. And if you missed that episode, I really encourage you to go back and have a listen But this week, we're going to dive in a little bit further and discuss the unique challenges women face in toxic environments, because as career women, we often encounter issues that are gender specific, right? And understanding these differences can be crucial in really being able to help us navigate our toxic work cultures. We're also going to look at how we can use the mindset shifts within the manifesto to address these problems and some of the self-care you might want to call on to help you through this when other interventions don't work. Uh, I have been there, my clients have been there, and I think this is a really important piece of this puzzle. Now, we will be referencing the Her Leadership Way Manifesto throughout our conversation today, looking at the principles and mindset shifts in particular, and how they can empower you to make a difference in your workplace and with yourself in this toxic work culture. As a brief overview, the Her Leadership Way Manifesto consists of three core principles and nine mindset shifts. And these principles and shifts serve as a really foundational aspect for the strategies and advice we're going to discuss throughout this episode. Uh, And also, you'll find once you adopt these principles and mindset shifts, you're no longer simply doing leadership things. You've actually become a leader on the inside and everything becomes so much clearer and honestly, just easier. So if you don't have your copy yet, you will find the link to download that for free in the show notes. Okay, so what we know so far is that toxic workplaces suck for everyone. In fact, I feel like they suck the life out of everyone. And they do, though, have particular impacts on women that, for the most part, don't affect men in the same way. So let's look at some of those now. First one is the glass ceiling effect. Uh, You've probably heard of that, but in case you haven't, the term glass ceiling refers to the invisible barriers that prevent women from advancing in their careers, particularly when it comes to getting leadership roles. In toxic work environments, these barriers can become even more pronounced because of the unhealthy power dynamics and biases that are prevalent in these environments. Now, there's a book by Tomas Chamorro Pramuzic called Why Do So Many Incompetent Men Become Leaders? And it highlights that a key factor contributing to the glass ceiling is this tendency we have to overvalue confidence and charisma rather than competence, which is just like really frustrating, right? Uh, And you can probably think of an example or two in your workplace where someone that um, exudes confidence 
is promoted over someone that is really good at leadership or what they're doing. Uh, it kind of off topic, but reminds me of ChatGPT where it is super confident at saying the wrong thing. Uh, honestly, this tendency makes no sense and yet it continues to happen even though we know it makes no sense. Now, as a result, women might need to showcase their skills and potential more assertively to break through these barriers. However, uh, I would like it if the barriers stopped altogether. I know that that's not realistic right now, though. So if we can work to, um, you know, and this is what we cover in the Accelerate Your Leadership Academy as well, it, it is becoming more visible and not allowing ourselves to take a back seat to those with confidence and charisma. Um, helps to seek out mentors and sponsors as well. Uh, if you're in a toxic workplace, um, not only does it help from a support perspective, but they can help. Uh, navigate the challenges that you are facing in there and also like be an advocate for your growth both personally and professionally and I have had some wonderful women do that for me. By building these relationships and learning from their experiences you're better equipped to shatter that glass ceiling uh, and again to be resilient within a toxic work environment because you do not want to let it beat you. Okay, second impact that is specific for women is the double bind. So we often face, and I've talked about this before, we've, we often face this tricky balancing act when it comes to work and leadership roles again in particular. If we are assertive, then we can be labeled as bossy or aggressive. And this is by both men and women. And then if we're too nurturing, too caring, uh, too nice, then we can be seen as weak and not strong enough to be a leader. So in a toxic work environment, this double bind can feel even more challenging because people are in a toxic environment often more prone to judge and criticize. Uh, and that can be because they are feeling judged and criticized and they're pushing it back out into the world. But that's where we end up in a toxic work environment. So you don't want to let this double bind hold you back, right? You want to, if you can, embrace the Her Leadership Way mindset shift of shifting from self-absorbed to self-aware. So in this environment, by becoming more self-aware, you can gain your leadership style that feels authentic to you because you know who you are, what your value, what your strengths are. Uh, you can combine your empathy, collaboration, and assertiveness into what feels like an authentic you. And when you are coming across as authentic, then you're less likely to need to feel, um, you know, aggressive or uh, completely nurturing and caring. You come with this really good mix of both because you are confident and competent. Um, in this in this leadership style I believe this approach will help you challenge what's going on uh, and also demonstrate that effective leadership comes in various forms and the more women that are out there really embracing this uh, self-awareness and be able able to become authentic leaders then the more the status quo will be challenged 
Remember to surround yourself with supportive colleagues in this situation who really know you, appreciate your unique approach, and can also offer constructive feedback when you need it. Uh, You do have the power to redefine what leadership looks like for you and over time for the environment you're in and create a more inclusive environment for everyone. And I truly believe that, again, the more we do that as women, the more the environment changes around us. Okay, third problem is gendered feedback. You know what I find really tough is when feedback you receive at work, whether it's after a job interview or, uh, you know, with your manager in a one-on-one, it can feel more about your personality or your communication style or your appearance over your actual performance. And I've experienced this recently, as have a couple of my uh, colleagues with exact same feedback, which, you know, is really interesting. Unfortunately, there are there's research to back this up. There's a study by uh, Stanford University's Clayman Institute for Gender Research that found that women tend to receive vaguer, less helpful feedback compared to men and that it often focuses on their communication style or personality traits. Now, if you're in a toxic workplace, it makes gendered feedback worse because it amplifies the negative impact on our professional growth and our career path. So in a toxic work environment, there's often this lack of support, lack of trust. Um, You can see that there is not a lot of fairness around you in decisions, opportunities, promotions. And as a result, this type of feedback where it's, you know, about your personality can intensify the feeling of being undervalued and disrespected. And it feels like this, um, you know, downward spiral. And so you're in a toxic environment, you get feedback about your personality trait and you feel undervalued and then the toxic environment affects you, affects you worse, right? So when you get feedback that doesn't seem quite right, when it is aimed at your personality, your communication style or your appearance rather than actual performance, then ask for specific actionable advice instead. Uh, So one of the things, one of the questions that I like to use in these circumstances is what is it that you need to see from me that will show you I have been able to Um, you know, meet whatever the feedback is. Um, And that way I do tend to get more actionable advice. So that's a really good question to ask. Um, I I think asking for the specific actionable advice, whether it's that question or another way, it shows you're really serious about growing professionally. And it also hopefully (laughs) creates a subtle nudge uh, to the way feedback is given in your organization. So the more you, you know, listen for the type of feedback you're giving, you're given, and then ask for specific actionable feedback instead, hopefully they'll start to take that on board and change the way they give you feedback in the first place. So I think by doing that, you're not only going to boost your own career, but you might just inspire others to follow your lead. Um, and that's what we want to do as leaders. 
Okay, next one is work-life balance. And again, particularly difficult for women. It's, it's a real juggling act, striking that right balance between work and personal life, especially when we know that the overwhelming research shows women with a spouse or partner are more likely to handle the majority of housework and caregiving tasks, even when they earn more money. So in a toxic workplace, this imbalance becomes even more challenging because you're often working long hours, your stress is just sky high, and you have no support at work. And all of that also seeps into your personal life, which makes it harder to unwind, relax, recharge, ready to go back to the next day of work. And so this balance just becomes off in both areas. So to tip the scales in your favor, again, we want to look to one of the manifesto mindset shifts of shifting from a victim mentality to being in control of your life. And that's not to say that you are not a victim in a toxic workplace. However, a victim mentality means that you've given up, that you feel like there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. And that is not where we want to be as a leader. We want to be back to, uh, I am in control of my life. Now, I know it can be difficult. However, one of the things that I am a big advocate for is to recognize that you can't do it all and that it's okay to let something slide. Now, this is both at work and at home. So start to focus on what matters most and give yourself grace when you cannot meet every expectation, right? Now, again, I know that can be difficult at work for many valid reasons. You might feel guilty if you don't get all of the things done. You might be perceived as lacking commitment and that may potentially make you miss out on opportunities for advancement. And I concede to that point. However, First, if you keep going the same way, working all the hours, doing all the things, trying to meet everyone's expectations and be perfect while you're at it, which let's face it, a lot of us do that, then you will find nothing changes. Work will continue to get piled on top of you until you burn out, which honestly, once you're at the point of burnout, the results are going to be far worse for everyone right? For work, uh, for your family, and particularly for you, because you can't, you will not be doing any of the work at that point. And secondly, this is, I genuinely believe this. If you're in this toxic environment where work has continuously piled up onto you and you've had the conversations with your boss and nothing is changing, is this really the place where you want to advance anyway? Ultimately, I believe staying well mentally, emotionally, and physically is a vital ingredient in your recipe for success. And I think when you prioritize your self-care, when you take control of your work-life balance, rather than letting others control that for you, then you will be better equipped to thrive both personally and professionally. You may take a short-term hit on your career path, but long-term, it is going to be to your benefit. So have boundaries around work and let things fall over if they don't fit within those boundaries. 
And of course, this leads nicely into the final piece of the topic that I'd like to cover today. And that is taking care of yourself while you're in these environments until things change or you get out. And that's a valid option. Okay, here are some quick ideas, although I'm sure you can come up with many more. And I would love to hear from you in the Women in Leadership Facebook group with what ideas you use to take care of yourself. Uh, one is we've just talked about it, setting boundaries around work hours. I, it's so important. So the first step is what are the boundaries that I, you know, that meet my values and my needs and my life, my entire life, work, family, relationships, social, um, spiritual what are the boundaries that meet that? You might also want to establish clear boundaries between work and personal life. So, you know, it used to be that we would pack up at work, go home, and the commute would be our boundary. But even if you work at home, it can help to, say, shut the laptop at five o'clock and go for a short walk around the block. And that just signals to your brain, work is over for the day. I am now shifting into home life. Um, whatever works for you to keep that boundary between work and personal life will help you feel more in control. Uh, next, start using mindfulness exercises. And I know some of you are going to think, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, but this really works. There is research on this and when you do it consistently, you will notice a difference. It might be meditation. Uh, it might be guided or, you know, it can just be deep bre breathing, focusing on different parts of your body. You can do journaling, which is just amazing uh, for so many things, including mindfulness exercises and keeping you present uh, and working through the toxic culture. And all of these can help manage stress and keep your mindset healthy while you're in this toxic environment. One of my favorites is a gratitude practice, which you, you will see me post about every Friday in the Women in Leadership Facebook group. So use that platform to keep you accountable for your grateful uh, gratitude practice and use it to reflect on something, anything that you can be grateful about, even in the middle of frustration and toxic practices around you. It really helps you to stay in the moment, right? And stay focused on the good things in your life. And that helps you be better equipped to handle the workplace challenges that you're going through. Connect with like-minded colleagues, friends, um, forge friendships with your co-workers, especially the ones who share your values and can be there for you during tough times. I honestly believe having a supportive network makes you feel less alone and more confident when you attempt at least to address toxic workplace issues. And this has genuinely been vital to me throughout the years. The main thing is don't be afraid to reach out to your network and ask for help. I know sometimes we can feel like we're being a burden on others. But I went to reach out for, to someone the other week and I kind of second guessed myself for a second. And then I thought, no, I know I would be there for them in the same situation. And so I took the plunge and reached out. And I know, you know, through research that by reaching out to people and asking them for help, you actually help them because they feel needed. 
And also, they're more likely to reach out to you in the same situation when they need it. Uh, Next one is find your passion outside of work. Pursue hobbies and interests that excite you outside of your job. What you don't want is for your whole identity to be wrapped up in your work, in your day-to-day job. Because in a toxic environment, that can really damage your self-belief and your thoughts of um, you know, how good you are, your confidence, because your whole identity is how you're doing at work. So finding hobbies and interests not only provide a really healthy way to unwind and manage stress, but also remind you that your self-worth goes beyond your professional life, right? Now, it could be exercise, which is a proven stress buster and mood booster. Even a small walk is, you know, a really good start. Whether it's something else like yoga or I love dancing or hiking through the forest, um, up a mountain, walking along the beach, even chasing the kids around the yard. Uh, It can also include expressing yourself through art, through music or writing, you know, like we talked about journaling, but it could be writing a nonfiction book or writing your memoir. They can all be a powerful way to process your emotions and experiences in a toxic work environment. So, you know, splat some paint on a canvas that expresses your emotions uh, and see how that helps you to process them. I was listening to Adam Grant's podcast the other day, um, his podcast called Rethinking. (laughs) And uh, it was the episode where he interviewed Tara Westover, who I hadn't heard of before, but she is a fascinating person. Uh, And so I really encourage you to listen to it. But one of the things she said, which is something that really resonated with me, was that the opposite of exhaustion wasn't rest. It was wholeheartedness. Which, like, I'd never heard of that before. But she said, doing too many things that feel secondary to you and not enough that is primary is where exhaustion sets in. So it's about doing things that are uh, aligned with you, that are moving the needle forward in whatever area is important to you. Um, If you're doing that all the time, you're actually not as exhausted as if you're doing less but things that aren't aligned with you aren't moving towards where you want to be. So the reason it really resonated with me was because I genuinely have a really busy schedule. I work full time. I run the business what feels like full time. I have a very full family life. I have friends. I have uh, some hobbies. I must admit I am working on the hobbies piece. And yet I don't feel exhausted for the most part, unless things are going a little bit haywire at work. When I'm working on things that are taking me towards my purpose or are closely aligned with my values and my strengths, which I am really grateful enough, you know, grateful that I am able to do that normally both at work and in my business, then I feel energized. So finding that passion that way of working on things that are you know moving you towards where you want to be that are aligned with your values and strengths is a really good way of combating that lack of um, work-life balance 
And finally, for today, please get professional guidance if this is not getting better. If the effects of a toxic workplace become too much, consider reaching out to a therapist, a psychologist, go and see your doctor uh, or talk to a career coach because depending on the severity, uh, any one of them can offer invaluable advice and coping strategies that are tailored to your individual needs and uh, refer you to someone else if needed. So please don't be afraid to reach out. It is not a sign of weakness. It is definitely a sign of strength. And I truly believe that. All right. So I would love for you to take on one, if not all of those self-care practices and um, embrace them into your life. By doing that, you're not only supporting your own well-being, you're also helping others to be, uh, you know, mindful of their own self-care and you also become a more effective empathetic leader by practicing these because remember you can't pour from an empty cup as the saying goes so taking care of yourself particularly in a toxic workplace culture is genuinely essential to making a difference in your workplace thanks for joining me this week if you want to continue the conversation about protecting yourself in a toxic culture or being a leader from the inside out, why not join us in the Women in Leadership Facebook group? You will find the link in the show notes. I also want to let you know that some of this podcast was created with the assistance of artificial intelligence. Now, the ideas, examples, the language are all still mine. However, I do occasionally get help with editing the audio, um, writing my show notes, and the occasional save from writer's block. It saves me time, which is, of course, invaluable for me as a busy entrepreneur and career woman. And as a leader, this is an area you should be experimenting with as it will revolutionize the way we work. If you've got value out of this episode, I would love it if you could share it with others. And of course, if you've been listening to podcasts for any amount of time, you will know that rating the show and leaving a review helps others find the show. And I would really appreciate it. Until next week, continue to lead the way, her way.